0: Welcome to Real Estate Investing in the Real World Podcast. The topic of this episode is the five major problems of virtual wholesaling. Speaking out against virtual wholesaling is definitely going against the grain of our industry, but many of you need to hear this message so you can be more productive, so you can make more money. I have been sharing wisdom, truth, signal for over 11 years, and I don't always tell people what they want to hear. I tell them the truth, I let the chips fall where they may so that they can be better real estate investors. And so in this, you're gonna learn why you should make your primary focus on wholesale deals close to home in your own backyard and not to focus on virtual. But That of course is a tough sell, isn't it? Because virtual wholesaling is quite appealing, it's quite sexy. The idea that you can do a wholesale deal whereby you never actually go look at the property, you never meet with the seller because it's, it's long distance, it's further than you can drive to. And look, there are many deals that are done as virtual wholesales, but it shouldn't be your primary focus in these five major problems I'm going to share with you here in a moment. They're going to prove to you why you should focus close to home. So quickly, before we dive into the five major problems, I want to share with you the misguided appeal of virtual wholesaling so you can understand why so many people are attracted to it and why you need to be leery. Many people feel that their local area is not a good place to wholesale real estate. Are you one of those people? Do you think of your area and think there are no opportunities there? Well, you have what I call the grass is greener mentality, that somewhere else, somewhere away from you, far, far away land is where all the opportunities are. Well, what I've learned from my almost two decades in this business, thousands and thousands and thousands of deals is that the diamonds, the best deals are right in your own backyard most of the time. That's where the opportunity is. And you don't experience that until you've been in the business a while. But when you're a beginner, so many people think that somewhere else is a better opportunity, and it's not. Another aspect of wholesaling virtually that is so appealing is armchair investing. Never having to get out of your chair. Don't have to meet with sellers. Don't have to look at properties. Some people do that because it's more efficient, or at least they think it is. But a lot of others, if they're really being honest want to be an armchair investor because of fear. They're scared of meeting with that seller. They're scared of being face-to-face with that buyer. They don't know what to to do if they ask a question they don't know how to answer. And they're introverted, and they don't want to be a part of the business. They want to be in it, but away from it. Well, I got news for you. This is a people business. And if you're scared of people and scared of being interacting with others, then you're not going to do well. So armchair investing is very appealing, very attractive, but it's usually because someone has fear. Rarely is it because someone looks at it from the standpoint of efficiency. You know, you might be arguing right now because of COVID that it's it's socially distanced practicing. Okay, Uh, there's other ways to social distance in real estate besides complete armchair investing. And then there are those that get attracted to virtual wholesaling because they have that pie-in-the-sky dream that they're going to live anywhere, make as much money as they want to, and be able to do whatever they want whenever they want to do it. And so they can be lounging on a hammock in a tropical Caribbean island making a fortune virtual wholesaling. Well, I got news for you. That's more of a sales pitch than a reality. In the real world, you've got to get in the trenches when you're wholesaling. In the real world, there's real work to do. And so even more complicated than all of those misguided appeals is the fact that virtual wholesaling does work. I mean, we do them all the time. It is a productive strategy in certain rare instances, So it's not like it doesn't work and that's not what I'm saying in this video. What I'm saying is that you need to focus locally and then there are going to be instances where you jump on a virtual wholesale deal. So now let's go into these five major problems because it's going to help you become a better wholesaler too. The first major problem is that you're blindfolded. You're unable to see the property in person to go look at the comps in person to drive around the area in person. And that is a huge handicap. And to better understand the handicap, we need to expose a reality of this business that's rarely talked about. And it's this. There are very, very, very few authentic home run deals. Deals that are so good that you can get it under contract for an amount so low that you can flip it to another investor who is still going to also make a profit as well. This is 2020 here, y'all. It is a lot more difficult than ever before to be able to put a great deal, an authentic home run together. What's more prevalent is that a seller is trying to pawn off their bad deal to some sucker. The majority of seemingly good deals you first look at, when you look deep under the hood, when you do a full investigation, a full due diligence, you discover it's counterfeit you discover there's a flaw or flaws in the deal. There's a fly in the ointment. The more prevalent situation is the deal has a flaw, and that's why the seller's asking the low price they're asking. And remember, we're typically not dealing with properties that are listed with a real estate agent. This is more apt for a seller to try to screw the next buyer down the line. It's more likely to try to mislead them. Right, A lot of times our sellers don't even want to fill out a property condition disclosure form. They don't want to even admit the problems that they know exist. So when, when that reality is exposed, when we know that the vast majority of deals you'll ever look at are counterfeit, and there are very few great ones, when you are blindfolded because you are a virtual wholesaler, you're unable to see the fly in the ointment. And there's some of you might be saying, but wait a minute, Phil, wait a minute, I have a cousin, he does the FaceTime, and we walk through the property, and then I also do, a, I get videos, I get pictures, I get an inspection, I get an appraisal, I do all these things. I'm here to tell you that none of those are as good as you being there. You're still partially blindfolded. In fact, I have a great video on the subject of uh, estimating final sales price. Or I talk about there's so much more to predicting what a property is going to resell for than just what the appraisal said or what an inspection report just, uh, unearthed or, or what a real estate agent told you. There's so many skills that go into that. And when you are not at that property in person at least once, you are blindfolded. And that's what virtual wholesaling does. That's the first major problem. Major problem number two is that you're handcuffed. What's taken away from you when you're virtual wholesaling is literally the most powerful tool for getting a deal, for getting one under contract. Studies in real estate have proven that 70% of sellers work with the first person they met with, whether that be an agent or an investor. And when you're not on the ground, when you're virtual, you're not there to show up. Speaking of showing up, my mentor, used to spend quite a bit of time with a gentleman by the name of Ray Danner. Ray Danner, at the height of his career, was the third largest restaurateur in the world. And Ray Danner's axiom on business was this, 90% of success is just showing up. 90% of success is just showing up. Have you ever had that happen in your life? You're at the right place at the right time. It's happened to everybody. 90% of success is just showing up. And when you are virtual, you can't show up. And even if the seller is not there, we are able to go to the property, we're able to do a FaceTime with the seller, and we're able to show up. And what happens is this, when we're there first, we get the deal. Interestingly enough, this is one of the ways that I teach my apprentices to beat out entrenched competition. It's, that's one of the first tips they get. Show up first, show up fast. As soon as you talk to that seller, do your quick evaluation so you can formulate an offer and get over there. Get over there now. And they get the deal. And then what's ironic about that is some of my more experienced apprentices, they got a lot going on, they're busy, they're making good money. They get a little lackadaisical, they get a little lazy, they push off a meeting till the next day. They lose one deal like that and they're instantly reminded of the power of showing up first and showing up fast. So, when you are virtual wholesaling, you're blindfolded, but you're also handcuffed because you've been, it's been removed from you, that tool to show up. Problem number three, you're gagged. You're unable to use the most powerful negotiating leverage you can have in a deal. You see, the best deals are going to be the ones that you negotiate. Almost never is the original asking price the seller puts out first going to be the number you end up agreeing on. It's going to be through negotiation that you craft, that you create that great deal. And when you're not able to be at the property in person, you are gagged. You are unable to use the negotiating tool of going item by item, room by room, to point out the problems. Oh, uh, this is a smaller bathroom than I thought from the pictures. Ooh, this is a weird kitchen now that I'm in here in person. Oh, boy, this problem is a lot more... uh Uh, concerning than I thought it would be. When you're there in person, you're able to point these things out and boom, 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 these are negotiating tools. And like I alluded to earlier, if the seller's not there, we'll we'll do a video, we'll do a FaceTime, and we'll walk through the house as if the seller was with us. And we'll still utilize this incredibly powerful tool. And that is pointing out the problems. That's where your negotiations are really made. Because otherwise, the negotiation is just done on what's online, for example, and they see what Zillow thinks it's worth or what, or what Trulia or or Realtor.com. And so, when you can get there in person, you can start to chip away at some of those those preconceived notions the seller had, and that's where the deal can be crafted. All right, so that's number three. You're also gagged. Problem number four is your feet are also tied. You're not able to respond to issues and problems quickly because you're not on the ground. So if a title company needs an original document, you're able to maybe get it a day or two later because you have to overnight it, or maybe you have to meet with the utility guy because you got to shut off the breaker so they can turn on the electrical, or maybe the door is locked and it's not opening, or or whatever the case may be. Sometimes you got to be there to be quick to make sure that you get that thing accomplished that if you were there, you could get it done. And you might say, well, Phil, I have an assistant that can get that done. Okay, but you're still relying on someone else who they have their own schedule, and they have their own problems that they're dealing with, and uh, and their kid's sick, and so they can't get out of the house. So when you are not there locally, when you're virtual wholesaling, your feet are also tied. Another example would be what if you have to run interference because the investor you're trying to wholesale to, he's local, he's connected with the original seller, and they're trying to get rid of you who's 2,000 miles away. Being on the ground gives you speed. You can quickly react and respond to problems as they come up. Problem number five, as if these were not bad enough, you're also jailed. What that means is you're not there locally. So you're out of touch with what's going on locally. I have found so much success... And the model that we do, and that is that I'm a mentor and I am a coach and we have individual local apprentices that I I work with. I fund their deals. I teach them exactly what to do. And what happens is they're local. They build credibility with those sellers because they are local right? And they build trust with them, which is huge in getting a deal under contract. But it also is huge in working with title companies, working with buyer's agents, and working with everybody else in the deal because they're local. They know if it's going to be snowing tomorrow because they're local, right? They just kind of feel for what's going on. And when you are not local, you're out of touch with what's going on there. And I have found that in many instances to be a huge problem. So, That is the five major problems of virtual wholesaling. You're blindfolded, you're handcuffed, you're gagged, your feet are tied, and you are jailed. Does that mean that you can never do one? No, that's not what it means. It means that your primary focus should always be on your local area. And what I mean by local may not be necessarily the house next door, but it might be within 30 minutes or an hour driving distance. So you want to stay local, you want to stay focused there for most of your energy. But what happens if you get a call from a seller who lives in your area now? Maybe they moved to your area, but they still have a house a thousand miles away. Well, that might make sense because you can build credibility with the person. You're not necessarily jailed. You know, you, you may not have that, that, that great ability to negotiate because you're not there in person, but you might be able to send somebody out there and that's going to help you with that. But most importantly, it's not your primary objective to be a virtual wholesaler. Your primary objective is to be a local uh, deal maker, and then as the virtual one comes along, ever so often you do it. I have so many examples of our apprentices doing that, but it's on a you know maybe it's one or twice a year they pick up one of these things, and what ends up happening is they're more productive and they make more money right in their own backyard. The reality is this: there's competition everywhere. Okay, so if you think there's less competition in Kansas than where you are in California, I've got news for you: there's plenty of investors in Kansas. There's plenty of competition everywhere. You have to have every tool at your disposal. You need every advantage possible to beat out the competition so you can be successful. And so that's exactly how and why we built the the Apprentice Program with Freedom Mentor. Look, y'all, if virtual wholesaling was so productive, I would never have taught anybody. I would have had a big office building with hundreds of employees, and we'd be doing deals virtually all across America. But we discovered there's just too many fatal flaws in the model. And it doesn't matter how much technology is added, it still has the same fundamental problems. And so that's why we built the model of we mentor and train people locally, they focus locally, and then of course uh, in our business we share in the profits with them. But most importantly for you, Try to avoid the appeal of virtual wholesaling and focus on the fundamentals because you'll make more money and you'll enjoy the process. Whereas if you're focused on uh, virtual wholesaling, you're always battling these five things and ultimately you could have been more productive if you didn't. Make sense? All right, y'all, well, uh, there's more I could share on this. I mean, I literally could have a PhD dissertation on more and more about this subject. But I tried, with a little bit of brevity, to give you a great understanding of this. And uh, and I hope that as, uh, as we continue here in uh, this, this crazy world we're in, I, I hope you can continue to benefit from this marketplace. Uh, we've made more money uh, in real estate investing in 2020 than we have in a year of my entire life. It's the best year I've, I've ever seen, and it's only getting better. So um, don't believe the doomsday reports. It is an amazing time to be a real estate investor.